The Paranormal Chick here, and welcome to my podcast. Um, I've been away, took some time off, but I'm back and ready to chat about all things paranormal. Today is going to be more of a personal, yeah, it's going to be more personal today. Today I'm going to share some paranormal experiences that I've personally had, and that's kind of made me fascinated with the whole supernatural paranormal world Um, especially with everything going on in the world right now there's just the Lahaina fire all the people who lost their lives all the families and individuals who lost everything Um, just you know the fires throughout this United States just stuff feels weird I don't know if we're in retrograde I don't keep up with the moon cycle so if you do let me know because everything seems like it's out of whack and it's crazy and speaking of i know a lot of people are pushing the theory of the dew the direct energy weapon conspiracy which is basically lasers made by the government that can strike anywhere and create wildfires is there truth behind it i don't know is there evidence for supporting that yeah there is evidence but until a true investigation is done it could only stay in the land of conspiracies but what i want to point out is whether you believe in climate change or not our earth is shifting climate is changing something's happening and it's happening on a fast drastic scale what if all the fires that we're seeing across the u.s is actually caused by solar flares What if it's our own sun and it's simply because we are destroying our earth? I was chatting with a couple of friends today about that and I truly think it's just that these weather anomalies, it's because of how we're treating the planet and climate change. Again, that's just my own opinion. Could be definitely something else, but we really have to kind of look, take a step back and look at the scientifically. Yes, there's something is happening. Most definitely. There's no arguing that. But now is this truly the cause of us? Are we the ones causing this because of our pollution, because of our, you know, plastic? I mean, plastic is by itself destroying the earth. So just wanted to put that out there. But with all this negativity around, I wanted to talk about angels. I wanted to talk about my experience with that. Um, A lot of people have asked me, interviews that I've done with a couple of reporters, some news outlets, they've asked me, what has made me fascinated with the paranormal? Why did I start doing all of this? One, the first reason is because there's so many witness videos, not just stories. I love stories, don't get me wrong. That's why I started the podcast, because the people who are not catching things on video but have their stories and their experiences that they can only tell you, you know, what they experienced, I want to share those as well because those are equally and sometimes more important than the actual video. So that's why I started the podcast. Um, but like many others who are paranormal investigators, they've been impacted by the supernatural world. And I've been impacted by this world from a very young age. Um, for those of you who don't know me, I do believe that there is a God. I do believe in a higher power. 
Um, do I believe in organized religion? Absolutely not. That's a different story for a different episode. Uh, but I do believe that there is a creator. Um, how you see that creator is completely up to you and it's okay. He can be a woman, he can be a god, he can be a goddess. It's however you view that creator. Just know that there is a creator out there of us all, right? Um, so growing up, I actually, I was kind of raised in a religious household. Um, we were Catholics, converted to Christianity. Uh, but very young, I started having dreams. Very vid vivid dreams, night terrors, that were just unexplainable. They're, they weren't your normal night terrors. And believe it or not, I've never been the type to be attracted to, to like horror movies, scary movies. I've actually avoided them simply because I didn't want to give myself nightmares. I was already dealing with so many night terrors that were just not normal. And I remember I had joined a missionettes group and um, I really got into the, the Bible and Christianity because it was helping. It was helping me to be able to finally, to finally sleep at night. Um, it was helping me with what I was seeing. I'll get to that in a moment. Uh, I remember this is when I was in, living in Montana. I started going to a church group and the minister was a Native American man. And I remember staying after with him and just talking to him and he got me to open up um, and I kind of explained my dreams, what I was going through, what I was experiencing. And I remember the way he looked at me. The way he looked at me has even now into my age now, you don't need to know my age. <laughs> even now, I still remember the way he looked at me and he simply said, God has a path for you. You need to stay on that path. Now to tell you a little bit about my dreams, they've always centered around angels, demons, ghosts, always. Just different stuff that happens in them. Some of those stories are very personal. I've only shared them with very select few people. I will share one of those stories with you, but not all of them because they are, I just feel they're very personal and it's something that I just don't need the whole world knowing. <laughs> Sorry guys. But like I said, that's why I'm so intrigued with the paranormal because I've been impacted from a very young age. As far as seeing things, I don't want to say I'd see ghosts, but I would see almost like shadows. You know, at the corner of your eye when you think you saw something uh, and then you convince yourself that it wasn't there, but it was really there. And not just of people, but of different creatures. And believe me, I was in therapy for a very long time because you know when you have a child telling you you know this is what they're seeing this is what they're experiencing this is what they're dreaming the first thing a parent wants to do is be like oh something's wrong you know can we get a diagnosis I was never diagnosed with any mental craziness just FYI in case you're wondering um, but, but therapy did help especially with the, the night terrors because I was able to get it out like I said, I was part of my missionettes group that helped a lot. Um, just talking to people helped a lot. Uh, what I can tell you, people with the gift of being able to see, by doing all of those therapies and talking, you do kind of start building walls and you close it off. Um, it's good and it's bad. It means you can live a normal life. You don't have to be what people call the weirdo. Um, 
but it makes it harder to go back and see that world. So I just thought I'd put that out there. Uh, but you can, there, for people who are experiencing stuff like that, even as adults, the best thing to do is mind exercise. Think of like a cage or brick walls around your brain, just some sort of protection around your brain. Meditation, it helps a lot, are my, point, my tips for that. But going back to my experience, so I was also this, this is, I need to say this because it, it will explain a lot. Um, I didn't grow up in the normal American family. I grew up with a, a single mom who had issues, alcohol, substance abuse. Um, you know, she did her best, but she had a lot of her own demons that she was fighting and just, she couldn't keep, kick her vices. Her vices were more important than her children. Let's just put it that way. Um, we had just left Montana and we were back in California. I was about, we were there for already several years. I was already 12 years old. She had gotten really sick. Um, I don't know exactly what she had gotten sick about, but it was really bad. So she was in and out of the hospital, still doing her stuff that she shouldn't be doing. But you know, people with addictions, it's kind of hard to kick. Um, I remember one night, never forget that night. It's myself, my brothers, two brothers and a sister. We were living with my aunt at that time and you know, she was parting it up, doing her thing. And then all of a sudden her breathing, her lungs started shutting down literally. Cause she has what we now know as COPD and a slew of other issues. But back then we thought it was just asthma and it was a severe asthma attack. Um, she passed out. We couldn't get, you know, the steam baths, the inhalers, nothing was working. So she passed out from lack of oxygen, 911. We called 911. They got her, got her to a hospital. They revived her, had her hooked up. Um, and then I remember I hear the yelling. Mind you, I'm 12 years old. So me being the second oldest, my brother, my older brother was a year older than me, two years older than me, but he was, he was special needs. So I was really the oldest. I was always taking care of everybody. I remember the doctor calling me, pulling me from the waiting room and he has me go in the room, her, her ER room, triage room, whatever it was. Um, and he's explaining to me, a 12 year old, that I needed to convince my mother to stay in the hospital. Otherwise she would die if she left. She had, I think he said, like less than 10% of oxygen getting into her lungs. Uh, everything was closing down. Like they were, she, they, he basically told me she was going to die that night um, to be prepared. And my mother was on that bed screaming and yelling that if she was going to die, she was going to die at home. This oxygen mask on her face, tubes and wires coming out of everywhere. That's what it looked like to me. And then she started ripping at her IVs and pulled them out. And she told them, if I'm going to die, I am going to die at my home. Being 12, knowing that I had my little brother, my little sister, my older brother, that all the responsibility fell on me. I couldn't do anything at that time. I knew I still needed her. And I begged. It was one of the few times I actually broke down crying and I begged her to stay she refused and they actually had her sign an NDR which is do not resuscitate if you're not aware so she signed the NDR 
And I'll never forget that look on that doctor's face. Like he was just so devastated for us, for me. I don't think he cared so much about my mom because, you know, she made her own bed, but for us. And I remember him telling me, I'm so sorry. So we get everybody in the car. Um, we make it to the front of my school, my elementary school, and she stopped breathing. We pull her out onto the lawn, call 911, and this is what I'll never forget. We pulled her out onto the front of the school on the lawn. She's laid out. She's not breathing. We called 911. I'm kneeling at the top of her, the right side of her head, and my little brother is kneeling directly opposite of me, directly in front. So we're like facing each other like this. He's on the other side of her head. And I remember the paramedics arrive and them telling me there's nothing they can do. She signed the paper. They have to wait. We're crying, screaming because she signed that paper. They just had to wait until they could call it. So I'm kneeling there. My little brother's kneeling there. And we both bow our heads and we start praying. And I remember telling God that I was too young. I still needed her. I couldn't take care of my brothers and sisters by myself, that I still needed her to please give us more time. To this day, I know exactly what I saw. As I looked up, a bright light, and all I saw was what I thought was a wing passed directly in front of me. My little brother looked up at the same time. We both saw it just pass directly in front of us. And as soon as it passed, she took a breath. She started breathing. She made it. Sadly enough, two years later, I was already out on my own, but she made it. But I know what I saw. And as soon as it passed, as soon as that angel passed, she started breathing. And I can tell you those, par those paramedics, the EMTs were shocked because they expected to take her dead body and load it on to the, the gurney and leave us there shattered. But she started breathing. I think about that. I think about it a lot. Cause I, you know, being human, I question it. Did I really see that? Was it just my traumatized brain? I was 12 years old. You know, did I conjure that? Did I, was it wishful thinking? But then I have to remember, there's more to our world than what we'll what you even realize. There is, whether you believe in God or not, there is a higher power out there that has, you know, skin in the game. It seems like so negative all the time. But what you don't see is that there is still so much good. There's still so much that we don't hear or see, but that's going on in the background. And that's why I like to think about it. It's actually comforting now, especially when I see the world is just a mess. But I think about that and I hold tight to it because it gives me hope. Hope that things will get better. That hope that we do have somebody on our side fighting for us. We're not alone. So that's part, one of the main reasons that got me completely obsessed with the paranormal. Um, those were just one of the instances, events, occurrences that, that happened to me. I have a couple other that I'm not 
ready to share. Like I said, only a select few know those stories, but I thought I wanted to share that. I thought it would be something beautiful and I hope that you see it the way I did, which was comforting. It really was. But especially now, especially with the Maui fire, that is just so, it's devastating. My heart goes out to all of those people and it's, it's just awful. I wish we could do more and just hearing and watching the videos and it just reminds me that even though we don't know what's going on, we don't understand it, we, you know, can't believe it's happening. There's a reason for everything. And I hope that eventually we'll see why this happened. Maybe it'll change the way they maintain because I know a lot of people, like I said, are pushing the DW conspiracy. But what people don't realize is out in Maui, a lot of the veg vegetation around like electrical poles and like just basic you know, upkeep of the city wasn't being done. Money wasn't being allotted appropriately and taking care of the streets and the power lines. And with when you have, you know, mulch and vegetation covering an actual power line or down power lines throughout the city and a fire like that hits, it's gonna, it's like a tinder block. It just goes up in flames and that's exactly what happened. Now, is it the cause? I don't know. Nobody knows the cause yet until the investigation is done. But I did want to mention that because that, that's always been an issue out in Hawaii, and not just Maui, but a lot of their other cities face the same type of just basic upkeep of the city itself. Um, but I think that's where I'm going to end it tonight because I just feel like I bared my soul to you guys. Uh, so tomorrow we'll go back to normal programming. We'll talk about alien stuff because that is all over the news. So many Peru, like the Peru aliens. There's so much going around with that as far as like miners and aliens and just so many different conspiracies that's interesting and the videos that are still coming out people are still looking and seeing things and it's just it definitely feels like we're something big is happening right that's i don't know if i'm the only one that feels like that like something is big is happening we're getting ready to have a, a huge change and not just the United States, but it seems like all of mankind, we're getting ready for this huge massive change and it just feels like, it feels like electricity in the air. Just be me reading into it, but that's what it feels like to me. It just so much. And I keep questioning why, why is all of this happening? Our weather, aliens, we're seeing all these other paranormal creatures coming out. like. Again, are we in retrograde? What's going on, people? But we will talk about all of that in the next couple of episodes because I have so many things to talk to you guys about. And then lastly, I wanted to kind of touch on was the DFW plane lady came forward. Um, I was thinking about sharing her, her little interview that she did, I don't know, with TMZ, whoever she released it to but then I'm like eh, I'm done I'm over that uh, she basically just apologized she didn't acknowledge why she said what she said she didn't acknowledge what she saw she just basically apologized for her actions and now wants to um, you know 
stop the bullying which i actually agree about the bullying i think the bullying online bullying needs to and we're adults but we're doing it but i really think we need to do a bigger stance on that because that's pretty major um but i really did not gonna share her interview if you guys want to see it, it's on tmz i think all the main news outlets are sharing it now um that's out there but for now good night stay safe and if you have any of your stories you would like to share you can remain anonymous please send them to me if you have videos please send them to me uh, my email is the paranormal chick chic at gmail.com or the paranormal chick at icloud.com instagram right now seems to be the easiest way to get me footage videos um, if they're not too long if they're long you're just gonna have to email it um, i promise i will respond it may take a while but i will get there um, other than that y'all thank you so much and have a good night